Hello and welcome back, my Embrace Like Bodily peeps. And for all you new listeners out there, boy, do I have something in store for you. So look, right before the holidays, I wanted to reach out to a lot of people and say, hey, I am starting my new podcast to interview other people who have just really taken life by the horns, right? To that has truly embraced life in so many different ways because we all have different situations that we go through, right? We all have different things that we handle on a day-to-day. And I am so honored and happy to start off this holiday season, season, season with a wonderful friend of mine, Maria. And I'm telling you, if you want to know, if you want to hear true conversation about how to embrace non-negotiables, how to rebuild after divorce, and how to discover your own desires and what they are and truly your identity, this is the episode for you. So sit back, take some notes, guys. I'm serious. You'll want to take some notes. Not driving, obviously, but take some notes. And then when you're done... Tell all your friends and family about it because it is a good one. All right. Enjoy. Welcome back, my Embrace Life Bully peeps. This week, woo, I got a goodie from my past right here. This is my good friend, Marie Sinesis. Did I say Close right? Enough. Sinicize. Sinicize. See, I knew I was going to mess it up again. Mm-hmm. Sinicize, that is S-E-N-I-Z-A-I-Z for all of you wonderful people out there. And Maria is a life coach who for over decades and various different careers that she's had has helped people find peace exactly where they are. And I love that, by the way, because I think we should often meet people exactly where they are. Uh, But on that point, I mean, not only just exactly where they are, but on their way to where they want to be, where their desires are, where their hopes are, where their pull towards life is. And I love that. And she's all about getting real with self. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her story about getting real with self. I mean, real true honesty is what this episode is going to be about today and about understanding what really completes you. Like, what is that thought, that process that of completion that is there? So without further ado, my friend Marie, thank you and welcome to the Embrace Life Boldly podcast. Thank you, Tammy. I was so excited to connect with you again. Oh my gosh. I hope we laugh through it all, right? We got our coffee, we have our drinks, we're ready to go. My, I listeners, love my listeners are going to be like, what the hell is going on? This is excitement right here. Come back again. <laughs> That's right. Come back again. Yeah. But you know, as you know, the podcast is all about Embrace Life Boldly. And I just, I would love to hear, you know, your story or a story about how you really just fully and completely embraced life and what that did for you or what, and how did you do it and, and where did it pull you? All right, I'll start almost what where you and I connected almost, right? I think I've had a very typical uh, life of, as a woman, as a woman um, at the point of you marry and time passes and you realize the mistakes that you made and how do you course correct. Now, I will tell you what I did was have a, a dark night of the soul and I blew my life up after that. I don't recommend that to everybody, but it is necessary for some. It was for me. So after um, I'll start the life after 21 years of marriage, I walked away with with nothing. And I've been rebuilding my life uh, for about the past 10 years. And it has been remarkably exciting and fun. 
and exactly what I required because what I learned along the way was really to follow your heart and not in the cliched way, not in the, oh, it's going to be all butterflies and love and here we are. <laughs> um, following your heart is not always a feeling first. It's why do you desire what you desire? And for the years that I was not following my heart, why didn't I fit where I was? That that gnawing constant, something's not right. Might be mediocre, might be okay. But I think as women, we know what we know. And we know when we're not supposed to be doing something. And we know where we're not supposed to be. We just don't admit it. Yes. So I had to learn following my heart meant really getting honest with myself. And, and what that looked like. And so little by little, you know, I came back home to where I was originally raised um, and started rebuilding and having a very honest um, conversation with what that could look like. And now I have such deep non-negotiables of how I live my life. And I'm still going to be doing that for the rest of my life. So I think embracing life boldly for me went, uh, really came to be embracing myself. Oh, yes. Myself, you know, yes. I mean, the good, the bad and the ugly, the shadows, the belief systems and and the aging. As I told you earlier, I'm, I'm mid 50s now. And that's kind of really a blast because people mm -hmm. told me that you're going to get to a point where it's like, yeah, that's, there are some things you're not going to change about me now, even if they're not healthy. I mean, I'm really just like, no, that's me. That that's I like that part of me. Yes. So. That I, I think embracing is embracing me. That's been the journey. Yeah. Well, and I, no, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you right there in that sense of like getting to know ourselves without the, without the definitions of other people. Mm -hmm. And one, I just want to have to celebrate you and, and just celebrate you deeply for leaving a, a marriage. You know, there's so many people out there that you know, think marriage is the holy thing, right? Yeah. You know, so many religions that have taught us that, mm -hmm. that marriage is everything and you fight, 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 or you mm -hmm. don't give up. Or some people just can't give up because financially they can't even afford to get divorced. Right. And right. so I just want to celebrate you for doing what was best for you. Right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm going to speak to the people who think they can't do it. Cause I'm going to call a little bullshit on that. Um, yes, you can, because I will say that if, when I got honest with myself, I should have left year two. Mm. I really, I knew. Wow. In year in two. Oh years? yeah. I knew wow. second year. It wasn't for me. Um, it was a rebound marriage, to be honest. It was a rebound. I knew I should have walked away, but you have all the voices mm -hmm. and all the, I, I didn't think I was going to come back home and all of this. And what it was is I don't, you know, sometimes I'm stubborn. The lesson is long <laughs> and my heart knew I wasn't, I wasn't in it. Nothing wrong with him nothing wrong with me, him and I together created a lot of dysfunction. So it was that third piece, right? That entity, that relationship. So when I finally blew it up, um, everything kind of, you know, just fit perfectly. And that's what I find. We're usually two degrees off from what we really want. Oh yeah, I agree. Just two degrees. We're so there. That's why we stay in things because it kind of feels okay. Not bad enough, not good enough. And so we're like two degrees our perspective. Well, because, you know, we're not taught to listen to ourselves. We're not, oh. we're not taught to, you know, whether it be parents, you know, uh, social, however, we're, not, we're really not taught how to be able to listen to our own selves and trust in our own selves. I know. I so, know. you know, when you're talking about, you really just got honest with yourself and you really, you know, basically chose you. 
what were some, what, what did make that complete? You know, when you're earlier, we were talking, you know, prior to recording is that what is, what does the complete mean? Yeah. Yeah. And are you ever completed? I don't think I'm ever completed. I'm going toward another chapter now, but here's what I do. I wake up and non-negotiably everything I do is what I want to do. So that's one thing. It's like, I refuse to get up and not love my job. I absolutely refuse. No matter what I do, I refuse to do that. I'm going to work 40 years drudgery. And then, you know, my life is no longer I need a vacation from. I, I don't need a vacation from my life. If I take one, great, but I don't require it, you know? So I, it started with a baby step. I have always, my entire life, chased peace and wanted freedom. And I, and I left it there. I had to dig into what does freedom mean to me? And what was it about peace that I didn't have? What What is peace for me? You know, because peace is different for everybody. So one of my first questions when I got this way was, what is this freedom thing I'm chasing? What is freedom to me? And at the end of the conversations that I would have, you know, because freedom, you know, is it, I love road trips. I do. You know, so was it, do I need to travel? Or, you know, I love you know, being able to come and go as I please. Okay. So am I not supposed to work? Right? No freedom for me turned out to be, I, I need to have the ability to work as to come and go as I want. That's what freedom was. Mm -hmm. So it came down to, I write my own ticket. As soon as I knew that I've never again, looked at a nine to five job. Never. I mean, it just ends those ends the pursuit. Cause it was like, that's when I would feel choked. Mm -hmm. Somebody telling me when to work. And if I look throughout the years of when I would always become restless inside, I normally had a traditional kind of schedule, you know, and I would be like, nothing wrong with the skill set, nothing wrong with the job, nothing wrong with me, but I had to learn that about myself. So now I, I, I write my own schedule. I work for myself. I, I, you know, do different things. And that's what I feel free. That is that feeling. Cause that's what we're chasing, right? We're chasing a yeah. feeling. So that was the first one. <clears throat> excuse me it was freedom oh, I, I love when you talk about we're always chasing something right and that two degrees uh, how we're just two degrees away from like where we need to be <laughs> where we need to go oh, yeah. or what it is that we how we want to live and yeah. when we have those two degrees you know I, as you were speaking about you begin to set these things in your mind okay what is my non-negotiable uh -huh. with that I'm just curious as some of the listeners out there was there any fear that was attached to it like fear of not having money fear of not you know because at nine to five our society has wrapped us into this you must have a job this is how you make money money is power all this other stuff and you know for me I it's mm, <laughs> you know money is the root of all evil sometimes too but money no. can also yeah. you know make the world go round and, and give you the things that you can feel comfortable of having so was there any fears, you know, money or like doing it on your own or anything like that, that you, that you overcame? Yeah. You know, I had learned years before. I think we all have certain lessons to learn. One is the money lesson. Yes. Right. You got, you got to learn it. And until you do, you're, you're really not going to have the abundance and freedom that, that you eventually get. And so I had learned that lesson already and I stopped trading my hours for dollars. That was one thing. Years prior to that, I had already begun to visualize myself where I wanted to be. So working from home and I would, you know, I'm that part of the woo that we all have, or you and I do, you know, I visualized how much income I was going to have. And I would do that every year. Like, okay. It's, and I still do that. And I make that. 
So, so long as I can see it, I can get there. Yes. So I mix the evidence-based stuff and some of the woo, because that's, that's our intuition. That really is spirit. Yeah. Right. I think, so I think I, that's the two degrees, right? Yeah. Like that two degrees yeah. is the spirit, that soul, that, that alignment that we don't ever listen to, that intuition, that that, in, it, that follow your heart, that yeah, nudge that says, you got to keep going forward. You know what I mean? This isn't about chasing the money. And I had learned, you know, like I said, years prior to that, um, that the money was going to come. So the, actually I did not have a financial, I had a struggle. I did have to, I started small and just kept building. I, I you know, financial sense, right? Financial sense. I, I had to rebuild, but no, I didn't have, that wasn't where the fear was for me. I think the real fear was coming back home and, yeah. and the judgment of, did I fail? I had like perfectionism and was I failing because of failed relationship or going back home where when you leave home, you know, you don't really think you're returning. Nothing wrong with home, but you left it for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. You know, I left the snow. I left the people. So coming back, I had to, I had to reevaluate what failure meant to me. And uh, now I understand failure is just part of life, and I look forward to failing because it just means course correct. Mm -hmm. It's not a personal thing. It's not, you know, it doesn't make me less human. And I think that's part of that honest conversation where I yes. really. You know, yeah, and that's what I learned. You cannot tell anybody else the truth until you tell yourself the truth. And I refused for years to tell myself this life wasn't fitting me. This and so, you know, if if I couldn't, you know, if I was lying to myself, I was lying to him. And if I was lying to him, I was lying to the world. And if I was so, you know, now it's just no. Be honest with yourself, you know. And that's not, you know, that sounds lovely. I know I make it sound lovely. That's very difficult. And yet I think it's a a superpower of women in particular. Mm -hmm. We adapt, we persevere, we rise above things that once we get off that knee, the thing that drops us to our knees, yeah. once we stand back up, it's like, okay, we're ready to get real. Yeah. You know, we really are. Yeah, there's a power in that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a power in that sense of like coming back into yourself. Yeah. You know, coming back into that true honesty of who you are right. and making those choices that fit you you know, mm -hmm. that align with you now. Mm -hmm. And, and you did bring up, you're like, you know, I know it all sounds like, you know, easy peasy pumpkin squeezy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and I know it's not. And I know you talked about the non-negotiable as one of your tools that you utilize yeah. to be able to go into that. Did you find that you discovered any other tools that you utilize to perhaps, you know, I mean, you, I mean, that's a 21 year marriage. You left that. I mean, that known life, that known right. everyday routine to something different. Yeah. And so were there any other habits that you had or patterns that you shifted for you to be able to grow into and start really getting honest about yourself? Yeah. I think first I learned to breathe again, right? Oh. Truly breath. Let's just all take a breath right now. Let's just, just take a breath. Oh. Man, just, we don't even know we're not breathing. Yes. We don't even know we're not breathing correctly. So to slow down enough and take a breath and say, wow, this thing occurred. Yeah. Here I am still this thing, yeah. occurred, you know, that was one thing. And then I took journaling, you know, in other words, I, I took the journal and where they say the brain dump, where you just wake up every morning and yes. purge every crazy, horrendous thought <laughs> that comes to your mind. And don't look at, don't look at it again. You know, never reread the purge journal. Cause you know, you you set your back, you set yourself back a few years. So you just close it every day. Really? You just, because that that cleared up my mind I spent a lot of time outside and I wondered um 
why I still had the same desires I did when I was 18 and 19, really, and 20. And the, the same desires were there, freedom to express myself, to, you know, I like being outside. I love coffee, all those things that we move through life so fast, we never let them talk to us. Yeah. You know, like, why do I like being outside in the morning drinking coffee? What was that? You know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm hearing a lot of times where you actually questioned yourself. Yeah. I had, I yeah. took it all apart because I didn't know myself after that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. So it was like, well, you know, um, and I spent, here's a fun story. I spent the first winter back in a monastery. Get out. Yes. I spent it in a monastery. Oh my God. The stories I could tell you. Oh, oh for another podcast. Give, me, give oh. us just one. Give us just one. Okay. Us one. So here's one. Um, I didn't know you can fail a monastery. And and I, in other words, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I got an evaluation six weeks into it and I failed. I'm like, how are you going to judge me? Nobody told me. This is the one place I don't get judged. Yeah, I thought I wasn't going to uh, be judged. Oh, I needed to find peace. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was so, an experience. Uh, Powerful women, though. All these women had like multiple multiple degrees and stuff like that. But they, they uh, taught me a thing or two about humility. Fun yeah. time. But I did go to a monastery where I, I really did get quiet. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's important. I think it's important to, you know, I mean, because when we do get quiet, that's where all the questions come from. You know, like yeah. you're talking about when you, when we do get quiet, we start, we start talking like, okay, why, wait a second. I feel the same desires in my heart as I did when I was 18. Yeah. What is that about? Okay. So I haven't completed that yet. So now yeah. let me do it. And it doesn't mean yeah. you have to do it in a immature way. Uh -uh. It just, I think it just means that we have to be able to grow into, okay, this is my desire now that I'm in this space, a little bit older, a little bit mature, a little bit, have a little bit of life on me. Uh -huh. Now let me go into it. And I'm not saying that 18 years don't have life on them. God knows we both had life on us by the yeah. time we were 18. Yeah, okay. Right. I mean, I don't even think we were really even young. Yeah. No, we didn't. Well, we didn't have that luxury of being we young. We didn't have that luxury of being yeah. young. Ooh. And so sometimes we got to, you know, be young again in a right. very um, purposeful way. And I think yeah. that's truly important, yeah. but, um, I have to ask since you brought it up. Um, so after you got your evaluation, was it just done? They were like, okay, you, you no, I stayed a while. I just, I had to listen to how other people perceived me, even in my wounded state, you know, even in my wounded state. And, uh, that was okay. That was okay. In yeah. other words, you know, I was, I was fortunate to be the first volunteer on their healthcare floor. They were opening their home basically mm -hmm. for the first time. So they learned from me as well. Um, but you know, we can be a little self-centered and I was a little self-centered at that, that I didn't realize I was supposed to merge so much in the community, but that's where I was having struggles with because, well, you know, you're leaving one set rule, marriage, right? Mm -hmm. To another one, community. So it was finding, you know, where do I want to be and what do I what do I want to do? But no, I, you know, I think I stayed another till like February. So another few weeks Good. and then it was time to go. I am a person. I know when it's time to go too. Yeah. You know, I had learned like, wow, it's, it's, you know, this moment is over. This moment is over and it was fun. And I think it's a beautiful part about your non-negotiables. It sounds like, you know, that whole non-negotiable you've really like, I mean, like tore that, tore that baby apart. Yeah. You know, yeah. And be like, okay, what is it? And and I'm sure they shift all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. Here's the thing. Here's what, here's what I teach people. Ask yourself, 
what does stress look like on you? Do, you know, because we are vague. You and I were talking about we we tend to be vague. Like I don't want to be stressed, but you have to really bring it down. What does stress look like on you? So you recognize it. So is it you fidgeting? Is that all of a sudden your cue? Like uh, too much. That's when you need a break. Is it are you starting to yell at people? So know what stress looks like on you. Know what peace feels like on you, and then know what some what do you need in life to to keep you motivated to move forward? You know, it really does look like that. Really does. Because, you know, people come to me and they're they're concerned with something isn't, you know, they're not liking the job. They're not liking the relationship. They're not liking something. Mm -hmm. And often it's not in that house where the issue is. Yes. You know what I mean? It's really not, you know, I have a friend of mine, a fellow coach of mine. We always say it's not about the comforter. It's not about the comforter. You bought the new comforter. It doesn't really suit you. It's not about the comforter. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So just because it's showing up at work doesn't mean so. So give. that's why I continue to say, keep asking yourself the questions. What does that look like? You know, I ask. Yeah, and what is it? I mean, that is very profound. I mean, to be able to get to that point, to be like, okay, because I mean, everybody, especially society and family and friends, they want to tell us what stress is. Yeah. They want to be able to like, okay, this is whenever you are, I don't know, let's say your car doesn't start in the morning. There you go. That's stress. And it doesn't really have to be. You can, you can no. look at it so many different things in such a beautiful mm -hmm. way, such mm -hmm. as like, you know, your failure from the monastery. I mean, I think the universe just put that in there for you. It was time to go. Yeah. It was time. It was time for you to be like, okay, listen, this is. Either it's time for you to go or it's like, okay, now you really need to pay attention to these next couple of weeks. Uh -huh. And so that way you can see what we're really trying to teach you. Right. You know, because I learned, I learned in the military, you know, we go through these things. Once you, there's a, there's a rank in the Navy and it's called chief. And when you go through it, you get initiated into, it's like this little, um, what civilians would probably dictate as like a, like a frat party or a frat thing, but it, it's really a brotherhood and a sisterhood is really right. what it, the purpose of it was for. It's just like, these are the people who come together in ways that are beyond just the normal individual. And in that, whatever you're going through the initiation of becoming a chief, we try to locate what is the one thing that just you need to get right. Some people it's humility. Some mm -hmm. people it's how to be able to be open and talk to others. Sometimes it's vulnerability. Sometimes it's just, you know, organization. So you find it and then you like, you do exercises with the people for them to finally get it themselves. And it seems like that's what the monastery was trying to give you. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. this is not looking at failure. I mean, just like you said, you don't even, you don't look at failure as like, it's a bad thing. Right. Right. You look at it as. Yeah. Cause you if you fail at a monastery, what I'm calling a fa if you fail there, nothing else <laughs> is ever going to bother you. Yeah. Because it's like, when, by the time nuns are telling you, you didn't meet the mark. Everything outside, it's like, if you walk away with that, with a smile, you're like anybody else telling you, it means nothing <laughs> yeah. because it's like, okay, you know, it was like the universe tapping me on the shoulder saying, exactly, hey, exactly. you might want to look at this. So after that, it was like, you know, you can't, you know, yeah. that was like, uh, yeah. It's, and after and then, that is where I found my next step. You know, I did yes. a vision board. I always do a vision board. You know what I mean? Oh, and oh. and to kind of give that, I'm a visual person. So I need to kind of see some things. And I believe if you can see it, you, you're there. Because we don't have dreams that aren't ours. That's the thing. I don't have a dream if it wasn't mine. So, you know. Yeah, go it, into it, that. Go into that. Break that yeah, down. well, I, I believe in that. Because way before I ever left a marriage, I would see myself in a different city working from home. Mm. So I already knew I was supposed to be here. I just had to align with it. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the dream. 
I don't have a, okay, I'll tell you one of mine right now. My next vehicle is going to be a black vehicle. I already know it. I see it. I wouldn't dream about that if it wasn't mine already. Right. So I believe that, you know, if, if you have a, a desire, or if you see something like, wow, I really, and it's simple. If I, I really see a house with roses every week, then that's, that's what you're supposed to have. That's yours. That's yours. You may have to be the one to buy the roses. You can't, you can't decide that it's coming from another person. You have to have some ownership, you know? Um, And sometimes we like to define how it's supposed to look and we trip up and wait, you know, 30 years and you ain't gonna have flowers when you go down the street, get you some flowers. But how do you wake up to that awareness? I think you have to be the, you know, the contrast. Mm. You have to so not have what you want. That you finally just get up and get pissed off and say, you know, why am I not having what I want? And then what you end up doing is looking in the mirror and saying, oh, (laughs) oh, it's you not giving me what I want. It's a lot of ownership. It's a lot. You know, had I really listened to my restlessness and I always listen to my restlessness now when I become internally restless, it's like that is my that's what stress looks. That's one of my stressors. When I get restless, something is trying to get my attention. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a degree off somewhere. You know so what I mean? Where do, where do you, absolutely. So where do you go to separate the naysayers or separate the out, the external validation that we're, that most of us look for? Like, where's that separation? You know, we talk about the two degrees part. So I'm really just diving into something right now. No, that's okay. This is so good. Right. And, and I so, think your personality is like mine. Go ahead. Yes, we are. So I, I want to dive into like, where's that separation of, you know, because we're talking about honesty and we're talking about listening to our heart and we're talking about following our heart, but we get so caught up by naysayers. We get so caught up by family and friends who are just like, oh, because they see a shift in us, uh-huh. right? And, and I know this has happened to me. Like there's certain shifts that have happened in me to where, kind of like you, where it's like, okay, well, what the sisters or if the nuns are telling you fell like nothing else can get you nothing nothing else has got you down so it's one of those things where like sometimes you know I still have you know friends or family who are not you know and that's fine that's their choice right Mm -hmm. you know who may not want to work through some of the things that we've gone through in our past and me by going through that I had to like just I almost like put up not blinders it's not the word I want to use but I've just put up this spiritual vortex around me to not allow naysayers or other people to come in and affect me but I've had to make sure that I utilize the right words and the right type of love in the moment Uh to be able to support myself rather than saying to them to make them feel comfortable so yeah. where, how do you separate that as well in that sense? Okay. So there's, there's a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, I'm fortunate with my personality. I've never had a lot of outside people, you know, influence me a lot. I, I have praise a very, you. you I know, praise you. Yes. Yeah. I, and, and you know what I, so I've, I've been okay there in, in most of my areas, but what I've learned is for me, and you said interesting about like shielding up. Yes. I have learned to shield myself when I am most vulnerable, you know what I mean? Cause we all are. And there are times I can pull up to somebody's house and I, I really do. I, I imagine a bubble and I'm like, okay, don't let anything of theirs come into me. You know, just because I recognize how easy it is for all of us to fall into that doubt with somebody else's opinion, right? But here's where it comes to the practical. Here's the part that I, I try to teach people though. There There's two things. 
being able to do a thing doesn't mean it's going to always feel good. So I think sometimes, you know, we're going to have to really feel what it's like for somebody to say, oh, well, you know, this really isn't a good idea. That doesn't feel good in us. That doesn't mean we have to actually act on that. So there's a little bit of a line there. So this is how I say it. There is a difference between something infecting you and affecting you. So a person's Whoa. opinion can Whoa. affect you. Yes. Like, Marie, I don't think you should do that. Marie, I think you're off track. So, you know, that can affect me. I can get my feelings hurt. I can get a little wobble in my decision-making. But if I allow it to infect me mm. by actually me following somebody else's thing, there's the difference. And here's where you know you're off track. You want to know the real line? Easy peasy. Anytime you say, I'm not going to do this because they... <laughs> it's as simple as that now here's where we got not blow your life up it doesn't mean dismissing you do have a life you have children you have a family that inner house your your inner you know your home right there i'm not saying blow that up so you do say okay let's you want to go to school here's an example you want to go to school well i can't go to school because they said i can't do it no anytime that's it hit the brakes that doesn't mean, okay, I want to go to school. I have children to support, my husband and I. So you factor the reality of what it's going to look like, but you don't let it stop you. So that's all I mean is that, no, but you're you're off base as soon as anytime you say they. I can't do that, something because they. He, that, she, they. Yes, especially when people are saying like, you know, well, I would say something back, but I know they're just going to go wild and crazy on me and I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, because listen, I understand that's a non-negotiable too. That's a boundary setting, right? That's mm -hmm. a setting boundary of saying, you know what, I'm not even going to say that because I know that they were not going to take that very kindly or, or they might blow up about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll tell you, I say that often too. Like I, there's specific people in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything because they're going to go fuck wild on me. You know? Right. And you, and you know, yeah, yeah. You learn that you learn who you can share with and who you can't. But that's the part that that outside influence. But I love, the, yeah, I love the part where you say how it doesn't is they can affect you, but it doesn't affect and infect you, right? Because I mean that's the part difference. where we go at is when you start thinking about, you know, how maybe the convert like say you decide, okay, I, I'm decided to set a boundary, I'm not going to say anything. You're just going to be like, okay, that's fine, you know, mm -hmm. thank you, move on. The part where it infects you, as if I'm right, and correct me if I'm wrong, is whenever you have the conversation in your head after they're gone. Yes. Right. They they yeah, you you're you're now indulging doubt mm -hmm. and fear mm -hmm. and you're stopping yourself yeah. and all that just from other people's words. Mm -hmm. And it's yes. it's just not worth it because that's where years pass mm -hmm. and the desire doesn't leave you. I promise you that. If you were to really be honest today, anybody listening, there are certain things you want right now that you have wanted your entire life. Whether yes. that's a new car or an education or a trip somewhere or just a word might be freedom. There, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's our spirit. So that doesn't age. That doesn't yeah. age. Our desires yeah. stay with us until we feel them, until we walk in them. That's our responsibility. Mm -hmm. Oh, you I 100% know. agree. Yeah. And I love the word, the way that the way that you're bringing up so many different meanings to the word freedom. Yeah, because right, I think we can always take one word and we can mm -hmm. have so many different meanings from it as long as it, we're walking the path of that desire that comes yeah. to us. You know, because I mean, like my desire, I mean, I can remember 
even as a even even when I retired out of the military, my biological mother turns to me and says, "So are you now going to become the child psychologist that you always dreamed about?" When I was younger, I mean, young, I always mm -hmm. wanted. To, I just imagined myself being a therapist. I imagined myself being a psychologist. I wanted to help kids who were like kind of like in my same sticky situation, but help them, you know, find themselves. Mm -hmm. kind of like you're saying. And look at me now. It's like, yes, I have all the degrees <laughs> to be that. I just chose not to do the political part of it. And I just chose right. to go out on my own and become a coach and, you know, and all of that other stuff. And so, but it's like, it's, it's wonderful how we still go back to that same desire. Cause you're right. Our soul does not age. Our no. mission on this world, our mission in this lifetime does yeah. not, does not go away until we've it's completed. Yeah. And probably if I would say your soul contract was to help children. Mm -hmm. how you choose to do it, whether that's a therapist, yeah. a coach who's talking to adults and her children. Right. So you're still doing it. Yeah. Then, you know, but it's, it's, we get to choose how it, you know, how we do it. And sometimes yeah. we're off and sometimes we're not. One of my best stories is um, I was at work years ago in a, a long-term care facility and I was interested in a promotion and my boss said I couldn't have it. Mm -hmm. And you are not going to tell me that I can't have something back then. Now I understand I'm tenacious, but back then I was. <laughs> so I busted my butt off for a year to prove to her I was going to have that job and I I qualified. Tammy, when I got that job and I sat behind that desk the first day, I looked around and said, oh, my God, I hate this job. <laughs> so I had wasted a year of my time not going after a job, but proving a boss wrong. I, yeah. I was two degrees off. I was two degrees yes. out. I needed to, yes. you know what I mean? From that point on, I take a deep breath now before I, I, you know, get like a pit bull on a goal. Yeah. I have to tell you that is probably one of my favorite stories too. Yeah. Because I mean, that's so spot on and how many times that we try to do things or for other people just so that we can say, see, see, see? huh? Good enough. Right? Yeah. That external validation or that external love that we're looking for from others yes. can get us such in a deep hole. When people say, usually when clients say, okay, I feel stuck. I, the yeah. first thing I always say is, um, who's with you? Mm. Oh, I like that. Is it, is it your parents? Is it your yeah. husband, wife, kids? Who's with yeah. you that you feel so stuck in? Because if you're trying to prove yourself to something yeah, that's not you, then that's why you're stuck. Right, right. It's a bottomless pit. Yeah, bottomless pit. it's a bottom. You're never going to please that person. You're never going to, because that's not what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Truth is, that's oh, not what it. we're wired for. How long do you think, how long do you think that we need to keep embracing life before we figure out life? Hmm. You know, I think it's different for everybody. Unfortunately, I think tragedy is, is a big motivator. Like you find somebody, because you can get it when you're young, under 30 if you've been in an accident and you, all of a sudden life life has passed by you and you're ready to take it seriously, mm -hmm. I think the majority of us were older. And it is like that meme that says the universe finally grabs you by the shoulders <laughs> and says, I'm not fucking around anymore. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can say that. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's that. It's a combination of age. But for us, I think, yeah, you start looking at your mortality. Um, you start looking back at what you've allowed and you're just like, eh, you know, eh, eh, to hell yeah. with that. Well, you know, <laughs> earlier you mentioned like, you know, you're doing what most people had taught you, older wise women taught you, like you'll reach an age where you're like, I just don't care. 
You just, yeah, I, I've been very fortunate. I've had mentors. I've worked with uh, the elderly a lot. So that's a lot of strong women who would say, Marie, I promise you when you're 70, you're not going to give a shit <laughs> about what anybody thinks. I promise you. And they've been right. But you know? how do we get that? How do we get that into the 10 year old? How do we get that? Okay. Get honestly, that? here's the thing. I'm the first one to say, I think there are so many classes we can throw out of school. Okay. I did not need geography. They should teach. I mean, really, <laughs> I, I have not used chemistry myself. I'm sure people will argue with me. So there's so much we're not being taught. Yeah. I think that we really need to, under the age of 10, have classes about self-care and self-love and relational and coping. So it does. It, it's, you know, if, if you're looking at children, then I would say teaching them coping skills and the way our nervous system works. That is huge. So many of uh, people I do talk to, their unregulated nervous system, which they're, they're using words like panic and anxiety and nobody wants to use those words, right? Mm -hmm. So that, you know, I, I say, okay, let's not use those words, your nervous system. How are you gonna regulate your nervous system? Mm -hmm. So if kids could learn that, they would be a step ahead of you and I. Oh yeah. You know, cause we don't know where we're running from. We have that internal yeah. restlessness, but that's your nervous system. You know, I, I am right there with you. I mean, that was going to be one of my questions at the end. What subject would you put in school? So thank you for <sighs> answering it now. I mean, I agree with you. I think there's so many different things that could be taken out. And so that way we can, you know, it's, it's just a way that academics are taught, you know, and um, it doesn't do much justice for, you know, cause I think when most people grow, grow up, they get into where you and I are at right now. They, they start to follow their heart. They start to see, they sit behind a desk and they're looking around going, I can't believe I just worked a whole year for this. And I don't even want it now. Yeah. And ask yourself what not enough is. Oh. When you look around your life and say, you know, why isn't this enough? And beyond, it's not a bad question. I don't think we tell ourselves the truth because we think if we say it out loud, I don't know if lightning is going to come through the window. Because <laughs> nobody, you don't have to say it in front of your loved ones. You could say it privately in the bathroom when you're laying alone at night. What isn't enough? Mm -hmm. What area isn't enough? And start there. You know, but we won't even tell ourselves the truth. Lord, how are we going to act yeah. on it? Yeah. How are we going to well, move on Exactly. It? And I think that's the wonderful thing about when you're talking about is start asking yourself questions. Because I think just just by that alone, you're embracing life. Yes. You're embracing your own life. Yeah. You know, in that sense of like, okay, why is it that I do that? Why do I like the outside? Why am I not in it more often? Yeah. Well, you know I mean? and, and the key word embrace life. Mm -hmm. living life embrace in other words there's a reason you're here yeah. there is a reason you're here so embrace the fact that you're here it's more than drudgery yes it's and more than yes. yeah it just is uh, the fallacy is it's going to come from somewhere else exactly that that's exactly. where that that external validation or that job or that person or mm -hmm. you know that's where we get tripped up mm -hmm. you know is that so, we're looking outside so you know most our society, I'll say that our society with people like yours and I personality who are a bit tenacious. No. Um, <laughs> do you ever feel like you have to explain yourself to others? Yes. Do you, have, do you have to say like, do you like, sometimes I feel like I have to explain, well, you know, I'm, I have no filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Disclaimers. I give disclaimers sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The disclaimers why is are, that? well, because it's very typical. We're still labeled as aggressive. I'm always labeled as aggressive as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Aggressive as opposed to assertive. Um, yeah, people people still um, have their biases. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that, that a woman that's more in your face is somehow aggressive. Now I have had to tone myself down. I've had to hear that too. You know, I've had to agree with it, hear it, and then decide where it doesn't apply. Because between you and I, if I'm in a group of people like you and I, there is, we don't label anything like that, right? We're, we have banter. We have a good time. So there's there's the part that says be around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a time and a place. So I understand it took a long time and a lot of people telling me I come off aggressive that I had to you know tone that down in certain places to understand, no, if I want to function in the world, you know, like- you know, in the monastery, you don't really want to be known as aggressive. They didn't say it in that thing. What they were saying is standoffish. Yes. So understand the different definitions. I, you know, I play with words a lot because that's where that two degrees is. So it wasn't always aggressive. Marie, you can be standoffish. Marie, your words can be harsh. Mm -hmm. So you got to also be able to hear that. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a dance of that. You and I know we're, we're not easily, you know, and I think those are personality types that we're able to you know, and then, you know, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. you know, we need all kind. We need all kind. Yes. You know, you need, you need you and I to be the front runners to say the thing that other people won't say. Yes. And you need other people to whisper in my ear and say, hey, Marie, <laughs> let me go for her. You know, I'm okay with that. And I yeah. think you get that wisdom as we age. I think so too. And, you know, and I love how you were speaking about how you, you know, you utilize different words, the definitions of different words, like you use them in different ways. Right. Cause I think that really helps. Cause you know, with people like us, you know, like I've been told I've been intimidated my whole life. Oh, you're so intimidating. Or like, Oh, I don't know. You're, eh. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just so loving. Like if you even get to know me, but that's the thing, it's just like, that is me. I'm spraying that. But I love when you're talking about, there is a time and place. Yes. Right. And I think we, you know, if we listen to our intuition enough and have that awareness, there is a time and place to say things, even though I know sometimes it needs to be expressed out. Uh Has there been times where it needed to be expressed out? Like you thought you were just going to burst if you didn't express something a certain way, but then you're like, okay, let me check back in with myself. Too often. I think when I was younger, I was like that. I think I reacted more when I was younger yes. because of course, you know, that's a whole multi, that's another podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Depending on how you're raised mm-hmm. and depending on your culture and things like that. So not too much. Um, and it doesn't show up like that as I've aged, you know, I have discernment. So I will say that, you know, it's not going to come out like I'm going to burst. It would be more like if I find myself in a conversation and I'm starting to rock back and forth <laughs> or, I'm, you know, the energy is different, right? Your energy yes shows up differently as you harness it more. And as you, as you, you know, listen to it more, it's not going to come. You don't let it build that. If you're smart, you don't let it build like that, really, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so way before I'm about to blow up or about to say something, whatever, I ideally five minutes prior, I, I raise my hand or something and say, um, this may not be, you know, what this needs to be said, but you know, so I think there's a temperance there. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think a lot of people get confused with that when they're like beginning to embrace life. I think they're, I think sometimes they're like, okay, well, embracing life just means I take things by the horn and I just do it my way. And I think there is a balance, right? There's a balance between making sure you're coming from that truthful you, which is what you were talking about is figuring out, follow your heart. Who are you? Who are yes. you really? Yes. 
Yeah. And once, and, and not, and for me, it's like, I try not to say anything until I understand that. So a lot of times, just like you, you're like raising your hand five minutes before the conversation goes down going, cause I think that's the difference between, you know, reacting and responding. Yeah. Right. Which is an episode on this podcast, but we can right. come back and we Don't can come back and that. talk about that. You need an episode and you might have it already. Cause I think what we're talking about, and I am aware of the time is that so many people are afraid of conflict. Yes. I, I because am, they define, I am not afraid of conflict. I'm not, either. but I don't, and I know you're not right, but yeah. I don't define conflict as a negative. Yes. I don't yes. even define it as a fight. Yes. So there is, that's the thing. There lies everything. Don't define everything as a negative. Don't and so define... that's what I do. I define, I ask people to define certain things for me. You know, I want to know what they're afraid of because that's the thing they're going to stay away from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the people who tend to say I am aggressive are also the people who will never have conflict or stay away from it or yeah. are people pleasers. So of course I'm, if I'm being direct and they're never, I mean, so I don't always, you know, going to grab someone else's label. So that, that's that conflict thing. Well, and it's always those questions, right? I mean, I've learned, you know, like we were talking about the wiseness that we have in, in our age now. And I think it's that wise in me now that I say, are you open to hearing like something I would, you know, I, are you open to hearing or may I share? You know, I say that now because some people are not ready. Right. And when they're not ready, they're not going to hear anything you say anyway. Yeah. And it's you don't so always have to yeah. talk. Silence is yes. very loud. Yeah. Silence is very Silence loud. Silence is very loud. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. So many amazing. Yes, you are very wise. Never. No, so I, are you. I know. We could go on forever. No, we could talk forever. Now you got me asking, about to ask you questions. Lord have mercy. I know. We're like, let's go. We're like, we're both both coaches sitting here. Yes, going, right. Let's look at it. But let me ask you before we end in the podcast, um, what is, if you could just give one person out there, like any listener out there, that it's the reason why they're listening today. Mm -hmm. One amazing phrase, mantra, tool, what would it be? Okay, here we go. You can trust this from me, that if you are listening to this today, there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to hear something today. And so trust that that's your first step. You you made it. Yay. You did the first step. We're stuck all the time. You did the first step. You showed up right on time. So, so that's the first step. The next thing is get a journal and just start writing. Don't even judge it. Just start writing because I promise you, your higher self is calling to you. Mm, yes. That's why you showed up today. Your higher self whispered, mm, just turn this on. Just turn this, and you did. Your subconscious just did it. So grab a journal. She's trying to have a conversation with you, or he is trying to have a conversation with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Start there. I love it. And yeah. if there's if there's one thing that you could, you know, ask people to think about, stop doing. Mm -hmm. What would it be? What would that be? Stop lying to yourself. Yes. I knew stop you lying say and that. saying this is enough. No, it's not. You know, it's whatever not. that is, stop lying to yourself. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Oh, my soul Ooh. sister. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, I got chills. <laughs> Me too. Anytime. I know. Thank you so much for being here on the Embrace Light Boldly podcast. Um, tell us, how can people get a hold of you? I am going to give you my LinkedIn. That is okay. usually where everybody reaches me and just private message me there. And I, I, I love it. We have a chit chat. I love it. Awesome. 
Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? It was so good to catch up anyway. So I besides know. that. Do but, it again. Uh, thank you for all the lessons. Thank you for your growth. Thank you for sharing it with us. And until next time. All right. Sounds Love good. You. Thank you. Keep growing and keep embracing like boldly. You too. Do you have a story to share? Have you learned a lesson you think the whole world needs to hear or to know about? Have you shifted habits and patterns that used to be a crutch in your life? Then I would love for you to join me on the Embrace Life World League podcast. Share your story, release that debris from your throat chakra, and join me. All you have to do is email me directly at coachtammyward at gmail.com. That's coach. T-A-M-M-Y-W-A-R-D at gmail.com. Write in that podcast in the subject line, just write podcast, and I will contact you to book a date for you to share your story. I really want the Embrace Life Boldly podcast to be about stories that other people have about how they embrace life, whether it was going from walking the street to driving a car to being married, going through a divorce or from talking smack to yourself to now lighting yourself up every day to stay lit. I'd really appreciate if you come on here. You have no idea how much help it is when other people hear your story. There's so many of us out there that are going through the same thing every single day. And when they hear that other people are going through it too, well, I'm telling you, it shifts. And that is my sole mission in life. Trust me. My higher self has informed me that it is my sole mission to get everyone's story out there to make sure they understand how to embrace life boldly and to become more in tuned with yourself. I'd really appreciate it. Again, just email me directly at coachtammyward at gmail.com. And in the, in the subject line, just write podcast. Thank you for listening. It means the world to me that you took all the time out of your day to share with me. So please keep listening and share this podcast with others. You never know the power one person's story can make.